Hey ghouls, happy hump day, and welcome to Ghoul Friends Podcast, brought to you by your best ghoul friends, Lucy and Lindsay. Grab your blankets, snacks, and good vibes for tonight's sleepover, where the category is always horrifically spooky. If you want to keep up with us on the socials, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at GhoulFriendPod on Twitter and GhoulFriends underscore podcast on Instagram. You can also listen to us on all podcasting platforms where we release new episodes every Wednesday. And if you want to follow me on my personal socials, you can find me on Twitter and Twitch at Lulu underscore Pew. And I'm at Hi, it's Lindsay underscore on all social media. Now let's get spooky. Hello, gorgeous, gorgeous girls, and welcome to another episode of Girlfriends. I'm Lindsay, and as always, I'm joined by my best girl, Lucy. How are you doing? Good. Just about not freezing, honestly. Like, anybody that doesn't live in the UK right now, feel sorry for us, because it's fucking horrid. <laughs> it's like living in the tundra. <laughs> it's just like... I never signed up for this. It's like I didn't sign up for anything. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's. I feel like I'm in some ways like in my natural habitat. I've just been like pajama clad, heating on. Even though that's going to come to bite me financially in the butt later on, but it was it was needed. It was absolutely needed. Um, watching movies, eating comforting food, and just like waiting for this cold snap to end. I went to the like after attempting multiple times to go to Edinburgh Christmas Market because I'm convinced like Edinburgh Christmas Market for anybody that's been is a lot shitter this year. It's a lot smaller, but it's the busiest I've ever seen it. Tried to go two other times to just you couldn't go. And I went this week and honestly it was so cold. My feet went numb in my docks and I put double layers of socks on. It was, I mean it was worth it for the funnel cake, but still it was at all. It was like being in the Antarctic. I'd lived in Edinburgh for five years and I was the worst Edinburgher ever because when you live in Edinburgh for a certain, a certain period of time, you grow to hate the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, yeah. and, but you always love the Christmas market. And I was the complete opposite. I loved the Fringe. The Fringe is so exciting. Like Edinburgh in August is just like nothing on earth. It's fantastic. Uh, but the Christmas market is naff. Like, it's the same fucking shit every year. <laughs> I hate it. And then you have, like, faraway friends who are like, oh, let's go to the Christmas market because they see it on Instagram and stuff and it's very aesthetic and pretty and they want to have their mulled wine and their funnel cake. And I'm just like, I go with them because obviously you don't want to be that miserable cunt in my head. I'm like, oh, this shit again. What's even worse this year? They've closed off, like, half of it. And I mean, to be honest, I only went for the food. I actually had like a three course meal. I went start and oh, wow. main and it's like, it, oh, it was fucking expensive, but like literally only there for the food. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I've seen the cues and stuff on TikTok. It's, it's really bad, but I'm glad you had a good time while you were there. But yeah, it's pricey as well. It's another thing that annoys me about it. Um, just loads of tat and for too much money. <laughs> <laughs> But enough about the Edinburgh Christmas market, whether it's good or not. <laughs> <laughs> We're here to talk about the penultimate episode of Dragula Titans. I can't believe those words are coming out of my mouth. It's so, but, but we said this last week with Sigourney, because I said, like, there's a two left, and you guys were like, 
Well, I mean, there's are 10 episodes and you two said there's nine. I can fucking believe it. It's gone by so quick and I'm really gutted. I don't want it to end. I don't know. Like, I remember feeling like this, like, around about this time last year, just, like, not wanting it to end, you know. I think it's Astrid at some point in this episode. It's like, can we not just have a top five? Like, I don't want to <laughs> say goodbye to anyone. I don't want the show to end ever. But they're already casting for season five. I believe that's just started. So we know we're going to be doing this again next year. So that is something to look forward to. But... Yeah, I'm like, oh, I don't want it to end. <laughs> Part of me really hopes for the next season that we get some more like international drag artists on the show because the Boulets have always said that it's open to anyone. It's not just people in the States. And we do have some international drag artists on the show, Madu and Titans, but I just want to see more. Like, I would absolutely lose my shit if we had a UK person come on, like Cadaverous Black or something like that. Or, so, you know, somebody from the UK being represented would be really cool. Yeah, I mean, especially as well, like, if we've had someone from Drag Race on already, Drag Race UK's charity case, mm-hmm. a lot of people have said to them, like, why have you never applied for Dragula? Um, and I kind of hope that maybe someone's, like, wink, wink, nudge, nudging them, because they did not get a fair shake on Drag Race UK at all. And no. They deserve somewhere to show off their art because they are incredible. But um, yeah, we, we only ever had two international contestants on Dragula. Both of them were on Dragula Titans. And it'd be really nice to see some more. Um, because yeah, it's not just American-based. And, you know, American drag's not the be-all and end-all of everything. So it'd be nice to see other people's interpretations of challenges through their cultural lenses so let's get into the episode then so this week's episode is called horror icons reanimated so i wasn't sure if we were gonna get a like a redo reimagining of a season four challenge but this is it it's um horror icons reimagined was the first episode of season four and it was absolutely fantastic um so it's really cool we're going back there again. But before we get into the challenge, uh, obviously we open in the boudoir and the girls are discussing what happened last week with Melissa. Uh, what did you think about all of this? I mean, we kind of mentioned it last week with Sigourney as well. It's just like, it's really heartbreaking because... I really like Melissa and I feel like they went through so much in their personal life before coming onto the show as well. Really talented drag artist, but obviously your well-being has to come first. And like say, I, I mean, I don't know how I would react being in there with this like never-ending love triangle, but not also just that feeling kind of like there's a lot of like not bi- a little bit of bitchiness and people maybe not being true but they're also you know people are trying to put on a face for the show sometimes as well and just like being in your own head and being your own saboteur and you could tell when Melissa was going up to the the staircase like it just just looked defeated it, it was really heartbreaking but I don't think they would have wanted to go on anyway but it was the same as like a Bora you know you just sometimes you get to that point and you have to look after yourself first but one thing I want to mention as well quickly this week's challenge holy shit I was so excited because this is one of my favorite challenges that we've ever had on Dragula horror icons reimagined I fucking loved that in season four that's one of my top challenges 
that monsters of rock it's i really hope this comes back again mm-hmm. because it's just it, like seeing interpretations of like and we love pop culture and pop culture references in dracula and to see that like these direct references wink wink nudge nudge but done in their own way it's really cool i just love it like i i love i love this challenge and i've been hoping for this entire season that they bring it back i kept hoping each week so i'm kind of glad they saved it for saved it for last coco returns to the boudoir and i noticed straight away like you know her berry i don't know if this is an american military thing but it's it's definitely like a british one and the way she came in and with her berry hat and are very focused on her mission and just say disrespectfully fuck (laughs) y'all and just proceeded to read everyone for filth and I was a hundred percent here for it I Mm -hmm. think they all needed a good telling off to be honest Uh, what did you think about what Coco did slash said I mean she didn't say anything that wasn't a lie you know what oh. I mean? Like, not nothing said was really taken out of, wasn't exaggerated or, you know, nothing was taken out of context. It is what it is. And I, I mean, Coco's been so frustrated throughout the whole process and so would I as well. You know, some people there are just trying to get on with the bloody competition. And that's not being like mean or anything like that, not being like caring towards your sisters, your fellow competitors. But you just don't want all of this drama going on especially this close to the finale as well so you know what like you said some people just kind of need a bit of a bit of a reality check really yeah and like it really spoke to me when she was like I do not like this isn't word for word but she said something along the lines of I shouldn't have to yell at you all for me to listen to you and I think everyone's kind of been in that place before where they end up screaming and shouting at someone because they just won't listen and then it's like oh why have you got so emotional it's just like why are you continuing to not listen and I'm just really glad that the other girls heard what Coco said and they kind of were all able to like make friends again now that like everything's been cleared up but yeah I really felt for her in that moment because I, I feel like we've all been there somewhere or another that frustration and you just end up screaming and shouting and you're just like I never wanted to do this in the first place it's infuriating especially like I know you're a bit like me and that not the biggest fans of conflict but it's like if you're not being heard it's infuriating and that's only a last resort you don't do that unless you absolutely have to and I feel like Coco only did that because she felt like she absolutely had to you know what I would have done the same would have done the same so the alarm goes off everyone goes through to find out what the upcoming challenges and as we said it's horror recon uh, can i speak (laughs) horror icons reanimated so all the girls have to pick their favorite horror icon from film tv books comics video games whatever the hell they want and do a reinterpretation of it in their drag style and they also have to act out a scene revolving that character as well the fright feet is also announced um 
and this week it's a lie detector and I just immediately started laughing there because Coco's face (laughs) when they say it's a lie detector it's like that fucking grin like the Grinch does it's like the biggest grin you've ever seen in your life and she's just like I'm ready to get these bitches and it I just cackled when I saw her face it's so good I also don't know if you noticed um like you know there was that period of time on YouTube pre-COVID where everyone was doing fucking lie detector tests like Tana Mojo, Trisha Paytas, all those folk that guy is the fucking lie detector guy from YouTube I recognize him straight away yeah and he's just he's never changed he looks exactly the same as he did like 10 years ago when I first saw him on YouTube and his demeanor and everything is the same like I love how deadpan he is it's quite funny It's like, oh, I'm sure I saw one once back in the day before Shane Dawson was like super problematic and him and Violin were asking each other like really like personal like sex questions and he's just sitting there like, can we move on? <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, I've had enough of this. <laughs> So, yeah, we have a lie detector test. This is the second time Victoria has been involved in a lie detector test. She also had a lie detector extermination in season two. So I thought that was quite Oh, yeah. So, yeah, if they lie, they're also hooked up uh, to some electricity and they'll get electrocuted with, like, four and a half thousand volts or something. Um, I don't know about you, uh, or maybe I'm just, like, missing something completely. Coco kept lying. Uh, and getting electrocuted and lots of people online were like this is so calm this is so funny I was just really confused I was like that must hurt I was like I don't know maybe it's just like her thing like her kink or whatever maybe she's just being messy like what did she think about it I mean, not to out myself here, right? If I was like, that's a masochist right there. I clocked that straight. I was like, you enjoy that. <laughs> I think part of it's like, like the 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 cover up is I'm doing it to mess with people, but secretly I think Coco really likes getting electrocuted. <laughs> I'm like, do you? But I was very confused. <laughs> I didn't understand it. Um, and off the back of the lie detector. Um, everyone says that they don't trust each other, which kind of weirdly brings everyone together. Um, which again, it kind of defies logic, but <laughs> I do understand that one. Uh, <laughs> a few other things that come out as a result of the lie detector is that it turns out nobody, or at least nobody in that room right now, because it still could have been someone else who'd been eliminated beforehand. Nobody has been sabotaging Coco, which I don't know. I was like, I obviously I believed Coco, and I, like I believed that Coco believed she was being sabotaged, and I was very curious in my kind of messiness of myself, like to see who it was going to be. So I don't know. It was a bit anticlimactic when it was just like nobody has been doing it. I know the wee shit stir in me was kind of hoping it'd be like you lied and it'd be like a big reveal but I was giggling when Coco was trying to lie and was like no I don't believe anyone did it and I was like oh you're telling the truth (laughs) (laughs) Um, and the other thing that kind of got revealed is that Astrid doesn't think that she's going to make it to top three which was really quite sad but I do understand it like at this at this point in the episode 
I felt like it was going to be Astrid and Hoso who were going home. Like Hoso, I didn't think had Hoso only had one challenge when I felt like Coco had been doing better than Hoso. And Eva and Victoria at that point had the most challenge wins. So I felt like logically those three in the top and Hoso and Astrid were going to go home because just because Astrid doesn't have any wins and that was really it. But they have been doing well in the competition. They've been in the top like loads. But when they were like, I don't see myself in the top three. And then when she was kind of crying later, kind of unpacking what she had just said it was really sad it was really heartbreaking because Astrid has like been great this season it's been really nice for Astrid to like show their artistry because obviously on season four they really didn't get to I mean they had that incredible first look funnily enough for horror icons reimagine I mean that xenomorph is one of my favorite things I've ever seen on the show I think because it's titans and it is such stiff competition it is so hard I mean you're competing with the best of the best so there's going to be so much pressure on you and like Astrid says like they're always in the top but they feel like the, you know, they're never quite that good enough to get that win. And that must be so difficult as well, seeing it within like arm's reach, but never quite getting it. So Yeah, like it's a good point as well about like what the challenge is, because this like you said, it's the challenge that Astrid won. So it's like coming into the penultimate episode, knowing two people have to go. This is the challenge that you won last season. So there's that pressure to try and win it not only just to win it to kind of feel some kind of redemption to finally have that challenge win but to actually make it to the finale you know it's a lot of pressure it's a lot of pressure and I like I felt really sorry for them because like for the three season four contestants that we had in this episode I mean all of them did spectacular in the um horror icons reimagined in season four they i think they were all in the top so there was a lot a lot of pressure on all of them and particularly astrid to do really well in this episode we come back the next day everyone's like getting ready for the floor show and off the back of you know everyone saying that they don't trust each other coco suggests that the girls do trust false and i do really enjoy getting to see these like silly little moments in the in the boudoir. Yeah, some of the trust falls needed a bit of work, I think. Um, <laughs> like, I think Ashton was, like, too far away from Coco, and I'm like, that looked like it hurt. I was just thinking, I was thinking, how would we do that? But then you're quite a bit taller than me, so I don't think it worked. <laughs> I know, like, I'd, I'd fall back onto you, and we'd both end up in a heap on the floor. And, like, <laughs> as long as your arms were out, I'd be like, okay, she tried. <laughs> I, I, I tried. I made an effort. <laughs> I do like these moments like there was the one with like when they made like tinfoil hats the one with the wig earlier this season I really was it the seat yeah they had wigs like I I hope we can get like a compilation of them it kind of makes me wonder as well how many of these giggly moments they actually have that we don't see because there's probably quite a lot yeah yeah definitely there'll be so much that we don't actually see let's get into the floor show so our judges this week are Joe Bob Briggs uh, from The Last Drive-In and uh, Harvey Gain from What We Do in the Shadows. Um, 
Harvey Gens been on before. He was wearing something very similar, actually. I remember he was wearing like a black sheer shirt, but it looks good on him. So if that's your look, go for it. Um, I don't, I like. I really enjoyed these two judges. What did you think of them? It was really good. It was really fun to see Joe, and I really liked Harvey last time. And what we do in the shadows, it's like really like absolutely iconic so yeah. it was nice to nice to have somebody new and then nice to have somebody back as well so um like obviously we have the blaze come in and do like their floor show part i feel like they've like amped up the choreo this season like their floor shows are like 10 out of 10 and this one was like no exception and they obviously looked 10 out of 10 um and then it started again and i was so confused you know, they had the two people and the silhouettes were the same. And I, I was sitting there like, like, wait, what? Have I not just seen this? And then it's Coco. <laughs> Coco doing like the introduction for the challenge as the boulets. Um, what did you think of this? Were you as confused as I was? I didn't know what the fuck was going on. I was like, what was it? Because I've never done this for a floor show. And I'm like, eh? Um, but then when I watched it, I obviously rewatched it um before recording and I really enjoyed it. And like we'll, we'll get into it later, but Coco go like doing the I like the boulets is their icons is just iconic in itself. I mean that takes a lot of fucking guts and just this like if only Coco could do something like that, you know what I mean? It had me in giggles, I love that. Yeah, like the silhouette was a dead ringer. Like mm. when they do the bit when it's like got their back turned to them, it. I was just like, oh yeah, the bullies. It's like no, not the bullies. It's Coco, and um, I loved the twist on the speech that they did. Um, it was like it was a perfect mashup of the bullies and Coco. I as well when I was watching it because I was so confused at first as to what was going on. It I it did not occur to me that she was the bullies. I will be honest at first, but I just kept looking at her. I'm like, someone who is an artist like needs to make like a comic book with this look, and Coco's the main character or even like the main villain because it just looked like something that you could have just plucked out of a comic book. Do you not think? Oh, definitely, and it was also giving me like. Betty Page vibes, like the mm. hair and stuff, and like I know you've been thirsting over Coco all season. Coco all season, like I get it, but especially this episode, I was like, oh shit, <laughs> Coco looks. Coco always looks good, but this is my favorite look. Coco did like Coco's, Coco's bringing sexy. Like oh my, God, I'm always, but I mean, yeah, it was just amazing. And I love with her horror icons reimagined and her horror icons reanimated like both of them with her morticia and this it's just the perfect blend Mm -hmm. of what she wanted to do and who she is so yeah i really thought this was like 10 out of 10 from coco i was really happy with it oh next up is hoso and i don't know about you but as soon as i saw this i was like oh winner because it like again it was just like it's horror icons like well it's reanimated in this one but it's reimagined it's blend your drag with the character and also did that 100% I know a few people made comments like oh she didn't have that tv you wouldn't have known who she was 
Tish. Like, you absolutely knew that she was the girl from the ring. I loved that she blended in the hair with the dress to make it something a bit more um, structured. And the way she got the videotapes and blended that into the wig and stuff as well. Like, she was 100% the girl from the ring. 100%. I mean, like, when I saw that, my jaw hit the floor. I was exactly the same. I was like, I don't need to look at anyone else. I don't even need to look at Victoria. Horse was my winner tonight. It was absolutely incredible one thing that I really liked and I was really excited to see from Koso as well was what type of horror icon that they would bring and I love that they they did Samara from the ring which is like really well known but also you know when we think of the ring we think of the western version but this is originally a Japanese film and Koso mm. was doing it based on that version so bringing bringing in a non-westernized insight and like not like the typical references pop culture references that you know one might expect on Dragula or any kind of drag show and yeah like the way that the, the hair was interlocked with the tapes and also genuine, genuinely looked terrifying like really terrifying but also like the makeup was still like you could still see Hoso through it which I think mm. I know some people have been saying that as a critique I think it's a positive I think that's you know not easy to do um but I, I loved it from head to toe. It's probably one of my, I mean, there's been so many good looks this season, but it's probably one of my favorite looks that we've had. Yeah, definitely. So next up was Victoria. So I'm probably going to be like showing my ass a little bit here. I'm completely unfamiliar with the character that Victoria was portraying. Uh, like I'm not familiar with the Crypt Keeper at all. I know what a Crypt Keeper is, but I don't know what the Crypt Keeper is. So like I'm looking at this with like completely fresh eyes and with no kind of um re- like point of reference. Um I really I really liked the look and I loved like the character that she was portraying. Like the sex were really well applied, of course. It's Victoria. Uh, she looked like she was having a ton of fun but I'm not gonna lie like when she first came out I was like is she disasterina <laughs> there was something just so like chaotic with like the delivery of the lines and it was very in that same vein of humor as disasterina <laughs> I was like is she being disasterina and I was like disasterina as a zombie like I was I was trying to figure out who this character was but I really enjoyed it but yeah I'm really sorry if I offended anyone by not knowing who the crypt keeper was but I thought I should preface <laughs> it with <laughs> I mean disasterina is an icon as well so valid yes <laughs> I, I have seen tales from the crypt not a lot though um I was just looking back again just to reference for myself and like Victoria definitely has the face spot on and like the hair texture and I do agree with the boulets like what Victoria did with this was really smart like it's a direct reference but also done as Victoria it almost gave me like Marilyn Monroe if Marilyn Monroe was in tales from the crypt because of the hair and the dress. And I, I don't know if you noticed, but when she opened the book and it had tales from Dragula, yeah. that was a really nice touch. I was going to say, I don't know if this is me being a bit, but I agreed with, I think it was Eva that said it. I think it was a bit simple. I know that's like the effects were great, but I don't know if it's because we put Victoria to such a high pedestal, but it just, it was great. It, nothing bad about it, but it just felt a bit 
yeah i think we've said this a few times like the bar for victoria is so much higher than everyone else um if someone else did that i don't think they'd say the same thing and like if you look at how seamless that prosthetic was i I mean i would have thought that was her skin like i would have thought that's just how she walks around on a daily basis because it (laughs) looks that natural um so i think to say it it's simple like takes away level of craft that you need to be able to do these things so seamlessly do you know what I mean yeah no that's that's 100% valid because it it was so seamless and if it looks like it didn't take any effort it means it took a lot of fucking effort like I, 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 I get what you mean um so next up we have Astrid's uh I love the idea of like a cyberpunk predator in some like future like urban dystopia setting and seeing what would happen. I mean, obviously we had Prey come out, er- was it earlier this year or maybe it was last year? I can't remember. And this is like predator in like Native American times. Like the idea of seeing what the predator would be like in the future was very interesting to me. I like these additions of the lights, but I don't know, there was something like, it looked really good in motion, but see when Astrid was just standing there on stage, it just, it didn't look as good and it didn't look as good as everything else that was on the stage as well. So it's it's a hard one with Astrid because if I saw her performing, I'd be like, oh my God, this is great. But you're not normally just like standing there, like on stage, are you? Um, so if this was like an Astrid show, I probably wouldn't have thought anything of it. But watching her stand there on the stage, like at Critique, I just kept like noticing things that I didn't really like about it. So I don't know. I'm about like 50-50 about Astrid tonight. Yeah, I get that. I really liked it. I was a bit worried for Astrid considering like how low they fell in the the fright fear and I was thinking oh god but I think they still really delivered I was like I really liked that you know they were going for the alien then versus the predator I thought that was a really smart move but also I kind of felt a bit bad because obviously Melissa had done predator now they've obviously prepped their looks before going on the show but I was just that that was a bit disheartening and I'm surprised that a comment wasn't made about that but if I was Astrid I would have been like oh fuck because that's the first thing you're gonna do is compare it yeah yeah, and one of the girls does say they preferred Melissa's one, which, if I'm honest, I did as well, because because it's the kind of thing, like, if Melissa was just standing in front of me, I'd be like, oh, that holds up. And then when they were performing, I was, I'd be like, oh, this is amazing. Whereas I feel like Ashes was only really good in motion with the lights and stuff. And again, it makes me feel gutted for them because there is that extra added pressure because they won this challenge the last time. I mean, I feel like this would be great for the tour. You know, like mm-hmm. I, this would be so good on the Dracula World Tour. I'd love to see this on stage. But you're right, when you're standing without the backlights and without it glowing, it it doesn't look the best. But I still think it was like a really great outfit. I thought it was a really good interpretation of the Predator. But yeah, I think just in comparison to... You know, you're standing next to somebody like like Hoso's outfit from head to toe. That's like the detail is just perfection. It's it's hard not to notice those little things. That is the thing, actually, because it's it's one of the things that Astrid fixated on was really wanting to be part of the world tour. And like you know, with Drag Race, like first out on the US season can get like a whole UK tour. 
They're not even like a US, a whole UK tour, international. And like, you would never see the Dracula girls in the UK. Like when we went to see them last year, like that was the first time I'd certainly ever heard of any of them being in the UK. So if there's any drag promoters or anything listening, like book these people. Like this is the most popular show on Shudder. You know, there is the people there who want to see this drag. Um, so book them, please. <laughs> Me and Lucy will come. We'll go to every show. <laughs> um, so last up, last but not least, we have Eva Destruction. Um, looking like one of the aliens from Mars Attacks. Um did really like this like I thought it was really well constructed but I do agree with the judges it's too on the nose yeah I agree the makeup's great the silhouette's really good but it's just you don't really see much of Eva in it and I know I don't know if you get this but I kind of when I saw it it was kind of expected like I don't know why I just kind of it's it feels like something Eva would do but not in a good way it feels like kind of safe and especially because of how amazing their outfit was in the last challenge like completely blew everyone away mm. I feel like there was like an anticipation not like to do even better and to like all right we're really getting to see Eva at like their full force so it just fell a bit yeah like like I said for me at the top of the episode it felt I was like, right, top of the episode, if you're picking a top three, who's it going to be? And I was like, well, Victoria and Eva, obviously, because they have the most challenge wins. And then it was kind of try to toss up between Coco and Hoso because they had the one apiece. But in my head, I went for Coco. And then kind of seeing Eva flatline, I was like, oh, like, this is such a shame. But at the same time, like... You can check the episodes from episode one. I kind of saw this happening for Eva. And I'm like, I'm glad that she like met her personal goal of trying to get further ahead than in her original season. But I feel like part was like, this didn't have to happen. Like in the back of my mind, I was like, I really wanted Eva to prove me wrong and to kind of like smash it this episode. But her, yeah, like you say, playing it safe, it was it was a bit disappointing. I know it was but I mean I'm I'm really glad that she got to show that look last week to show what she can really do because yeah. she is an inc- like an incredible drag artist so and like I was looking on Twitter earlier because this episode was spoiled for me it's the first time it was spoiled but it's my own fault for watching it late so I knew that Eva was gone before I watched it and then I oh. saw like a couple tweets of people being like you know Eva's so well known within the US drag community and within their state like even outside of Dragula, they're such a respected performer. So for them to be able to show that, like on like a global stage like this on Shudder, it's it's amazing. So I'm glad at least they had that last week. Eva's probably the only Dragula contestant I had heard of before I watched Dragula, um, because they are so big, so 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 like well known. Um, and I remember as well. Auditioned for Drag Race, I think it was like six years in a row, and very publicly was like, I'm not doing this to myself anymore. And I remember that being quite a moment in the drag community because there was this like pressure at the time to kind of like live up to the Rue girl. And Eva kind of publicly saying, I'm not putting myself through this anymore was a really like well respected move by her because so many people tear their hair out trying to like impress this fucking 
overly rich man who thinks he can decide what is and isn't drag and it was like so cool of Eva just to be like do you know what I'm not doing this anymore like I love myself too much I'm not putting myself through the stress so yeah I think yeah Eva's someone who is very well respected in the drag community and they really don't have anything to worry about and for those drag promoters who are listening now you've heard me say that yes in the UK because I would love to go to an Eva show it is infuriating because so many um like clubs and venues in the UK will only book quote-unquote real real girls and there's so many talented drag performers out there that either can't get on drag race or don't want to and that's completely valid so book them with Eva as well something that really shocked me this episode and I guess it was kind of like the nail in the coffin for her as well when Drac said that Eva would have been the one who was eliminated if they hadn't done a double save I was not expecting to hear that information what did you think about that I was really shocked especially considering how incredible their floor show was I was really surprised by that because it's not often that I or even you really disagree with the boulets, but at that point I was like, oh, I don't, I don't know about that. It was the kind of thing like when it was a double save with Ivan Hoso, I couldn't decide, and it was quite shocking for me that the boulets like actually had someone in mind, but decided against it and decided to give Eva a chance. So yeah, I was really, really surprised to find that out. Um. And yeah, it was. It did feel like after that was shared, it was inevitable that it was Eva that was going to be at least one of the girls that was going home. We find out that Hosa wins, which wasn't a surprise to me. Like I said, I really loved their look, and all four of the remaining girls were going to be ascending the staircase of souls. What, like, what did you think about this? Did you, at this point, like, obviously we've been discussing that it was maybe. I felt like anyway at this point it was probably kind of obvious that Ashton and Eva were maybe the ones that were going to go home but what did you think? I was thinking at that point like it was probably them because we knew there was going to be a double elimination there had to be because there was only two episodes left and kind of at the end of last week I was a bit like I don't I genuinely don't know who's going to be top three like I kind of had I did think that I mean, I've been saying this from the beginning. Victoria and Hoso would be in the finale. I've been saying that since since the start. I didn't know who the third person would be. I was kind of hoping it'd be Coco, but I wasn't sure. But the fact that they all had to go on the staircase of souls, that was I didn't expect that. Like going to it at a time. I don't know. That that would be so nerve-wracking. And the way they did the setup, we'll talk about it. But I mean, with who Eva was against, that was heartbreaking because you're like, oh shit. <laughs> Yeah, so um, Astrid and Coco go up against each other and Astrid drops down. And then they put Victoria and Eva up. Those bullets are fucking shading for this. <laughs> they say Victoria's name and then Eva drops down. And I was like, I have to watch... I, I can only watch Shudder um, in my TV in my bedroom. My living room one, it doesn't work. Uh, first world problem. <laughs> <laughs> I was like jumping out of my bed when they were like, Victor- like Victoria. I was like, excuse me? And uh, no, I've been Siva. 
and uh, and then Eva dropped but I would love to I mean there's been a few moments in this show it's like I really would love to interview that person or like read an interview from that person I would love to know what was going through Eva's head in that split second like did she feel relief confusion like what like what was going on for her in that split second between hearing Victoria's name and then her floor dropping um it's very cruel but it was a good TV moment. <laughs> it was. My jaw literally hit the floor because, I mean, if that was me up against Victoria, I wouldn't even go up the stairs. I'm like, all right, I'm just going to go pat my bags now because you know what's going to happen. And the yeah. bullies know that you're thinking that. So the fact they did that, shady, shady goals. But like like you said, it was a good gag-worthy moment just to like get you for a wee second. Exactly. So we officially have our top three, Victoria Black, Coco Kane and also Teratoma. Um, I think, I think both you and Sophie said Victoria and Hoso. I've only got one remaining, which is Victoria. Um, can like can we call a winner right now? Like who who do you think of these three could potentially win? I honestly. I don't know because I know we've been saying from the start how polished Victoria is and like this season was kind of created for her and how polished and amazing that she is. But honestly, like there ha- have been other people that have shown her up a couple of times. And in this episode, it's not that she did bad, but Hoso stole the show. And like Coco has really shown what she can do the past couple of episodes. I mean, with props and just like Coco is such a likable person as well. And their looks are like... They keep getting better and better. They're absolutely fantastic. So honestly, I kind of think it's anyone's game and that's going to make this finale so exciting. Mm-hmm. I, um, but I'm really happy with this final three, but I I genuinely don't think I can call it. But what about you? I am stuck between Victoria and Coco. Um, I don't know why Hosu's just kind of out of it for me. I feel like if she, she would have to be the absolute best in the finale for me to, to take it but I feel like Victoria has done the best in the competition so far I think that Coco has had an amazing like character arc in the show um like don't forget this is reality tv as well maybe a competition but it's reality tv competition so Coco like none of us even considered Coco for our top three after the first episode um none of us mentioned her whereas at this point I could completely see her taking it and that's an amazing story arc to me. She's won, won one challenge. She's been in the top loads. She could take this quite easily. She's got the charisma. Her drag is just, oh, just absolutely impeccable. She can rustle up a prop in about 2.5 seconds out of a tin can and a toilet roll and make it look like something that costs thousands of dollars. So, like, I... I think Coco could take it. Like, Victoria's got the best track record. She could take it. Coco's been doing amazing. She's got this fantastic character art. She could take it. Hoso could pull something out of the bag and because she has amazing drag and also take it. So it's a really tricky one. And it's as, as well, I'm very curious to see how they're going to do the finale. Is it mm-hmm. going to be a typical Dracula finale? You know, a glamour, horror and filth floor show? Or are we going to get something completely different? 
I mean, anything goes in Titans, and we have no teasers for next week, so it literally could be anything. Is that way as well? It's like, I don't know if it's going to be an hour long. Is it going to be two hours? Like, I don't know. Honestly, next week, if I have to buy data or go to some, go away from the mountains to the Aviemore city centre to watch, I am watching Dragula. I can't not know, and I'm not having it spoiled for me. No, having it spoiled, like a few, like especially a few days later as well, that would be the absolute fucking worst. I'm so excited for it though. Like always excited for the finale, but this this season is just I mean, Dracula just gets better and better every season. Absolutely. Every single year. Like I think that's what makes it so sad as well about the recent news about AMC and doing layoffs and yeah. trying to like save money somewhere. And it's like Shudder has been such a happy home for Dracula for the last few years from resurrection until now. And I think a lot of people would be devastated. Uh, I'd be devastated if Dragula was taken away from me. And I know a lot of people will be devastated if Shudder is taken away from them as well. It's such a great place for like independent, unique, niche horror. And that's what Dragula is. It's like a unique niche drag horror competition. And uh, yeah, I'm so excited to see what these titans pull out the bag next week. Um, also a bit gutted because it's going to be the last one for a year, but oh well. <laughs> I mean, but, we've got the world tour. We're definitely going to go. Yes. I know, I keep looking and I'm like, where's the UK dates? Because the UK was the first stop last year, or this year, rather, we went this year. Um, but the last time it was the first stop um, and now it's obviously going to be a bit further down the line because they're doing North America and Australia first. But I'm just like, I just want to know when it is. <laughs> so I can put it in my diary. <laughs> yeah, all our looks ready and organised, yes. you know, well in advance. Yes, definitely. So yeah, guys, that is the end of our review of Jaguar Titans Hodder Icons Reanimated. We'll be back next week with the review of the finale, and Sophie will hopefully be with us as well. Yeah, we've got that to look forward to. Um, and we'll be back to our regular scheduling of of movies, um, double bills, and the next one is going to be your birthday your birthday episodes i know that'll be about a week late so it's my belated birthday but yes uh yeah covering a couple of nostalgic films for my birthday because i'm a nostalgic queen so (laughs) yeah looking forward to that um so lucy where can people find you online you can find me at lulu underscore pew on all the socials I am at hi it's Lindsay underscore on all social media. You can find the podcast at girlfriend pod on Twitter and girlfriends underscore podcast on Instagram. Uh, we'll be back next week with the Dragula Titans finale review. But until then, stay spooky. Bye.